Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. All right, what's going on? Welcome in. Full house to start the show. What up? If, if you're not here, too freaking bad. Right now, it looks like not. There you are. Come on in. Come People on in. Are come coming on in. in. People are okay. coming in. Playoff preview style. Game one Saturday, 3.30. Um, Josue and Bobby and Jimmy were out t- in the town today, kind of soaking in the sights. Oh, yeah weather nice oh weather. are you kidding me this is the this is one of the best days of the year in boston day one everyone comes out of there comes out of hiding it's like, it's, it's summer oh. it's summer today day one of the rest of your lives shut up here today. six shut up here six in charlestown actually erase that i don't want people to to know about that place because it's it's not too busy <laughs> i don't want to blow up the spot especially because it's all yeah, well, 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 done, show great, well not all but mostly plug. great aka wink wink that's where i'll be pretty much regularly yeah. i got you jimmy there you go yep. <laughs> so we are good and uh we are heading into uh game one and we're just doing a little celtics hawks playoff preview it's a hard series to preview because um i mean honestly what's going to happen i mean Gentlemen sweep. They're going to win. They're going to win. We'll see how it goes. But we're going to break it up. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about different things uh, with the group here. But I'll start with Bobby because Bobby was covering. Sherrod, were you at practice today too? No. Um, I'll start with Bobby. He was there. Bobby, give us give us your uh, – the last time I asked you, by the way, the last time I asked you to set the mood and the vibe for me, you started talking about lemon squares. I just want to be <laughs> – Let's be very yeah, clear on what we mean by So when I ask you, give me the vibe, I don't want to know about snacks or baked goods, unless that was the most noteworthy thing. But, you know, here they are kind of saying the right things uh, about, you know, readiness, locked in, and blah, blah, blah. And it's one of the questions we'll kind of ask later on in the show. Like, you know, what do we think these guys have learned along the way? Whatever lumps they've taken either from the finals and then throughout periods of this year – how much of that are they going to be able to apply and put some of the sh- like crap that's plagued them at Easy. times behind them? Uh, what was the kind of general mood here? Yeah, they seem focused. Uh, Tatum pretty sullen in his interview. Not <laughs> not excited or anything like that. Amped up. It just sort of seemed like business as usual yeah, for him. Man, and he was know. he was hitting everything out there. <laughs> we had to wait for his host shooting session, and he looked great out there. Jalen Brown back today with the tape on his i guess right index finger is the one he cut i didn't see him shooting or passing or anything like that mostly defense for him 
uh, off to the side with some guys. So. Oh, but nothing, nothing to see here. Yeah, Joe said he no restrictions today, so we'll see where that goes over the next. At least days. we saw he does have four fingers and a yes. thumb. Exactly. <laughs> we can confirm that. I wasn't sure until until I saw that. Yeah, I was terrible. not sure. I'm still not sure. <laughs> yeah, but that that was a big topic, John. Deep being fake. locked in, uh, paying attention to the little details. I think that's going to be key in this series is managing all the things Joe's talks about in the four factors, uh, attention to detail and transition. Running their offense, finding young, hitting those guys, the mismatches that they need. This will only be a super easy series if they take it seriously. I don't think this is when you sleepwalk to a sweep in and we'll get to those predictions. But I thought John's was pretty good that you're not going to see a tough series here, one you could potentially lose. But what you will see is how strong their habits are, how focused and attentive they are to a relatively mediocre opponent and if there's another level they can reach and I, I actually loved hearing joe say today that there's some progress they can make defensively after al said it the other day yeah well yeah i mean we've we've watched this team play all damn season and there's there have been peaks and valleys defensively all year so of course there there are levels that they can get to <laughs> uh, but I, the thing that I, I the thing that i worry about Jelly and I think most people are is are they going to be con- are they going to play with a consistent edge? Because if they do that, this thing is over in four or five most. I I worry about that because we've seen it so many damn times where all indications are that they're going to play a certain way, and then they go out there and they crap the bed for no reason. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, my you're thing. Worried about it, Gerard. I mean, look, it's, it's legitimate because at the end of the day, we we've seen what this team looks like against mediocre teams, five hundred teams, and. This is pretty much the, the this is the epitome of, of that, right? Let's face it. This team finished 500 since their new coach came in, you know, 11-11, 500. They've never won or lost any more than two games in a row. They're 500. Like, they're the epitome of that. So you're wondering how a, a championship-built team will look against a, a, a team like that in the first round. And if the Southerners are about that life, if they're a champion, then this should be a quick series. I agree. Jimmy? No, you're very you're very silent. Sorry, you I put myself help. on mute. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jimmy likes to mute. Uh, okay. Who knows what he's doing over there? Well, I don't want to <laughs> say or do the wrong thing when you guys are going off. So, I got Celtics in five, gentlemen, sweep. I don't even know. I was just trying to be nice to the Hawks. I just hope that they can show up and win a game like in Atlanta. I do think the Hawks have talent. They just haven't been able to string any of it together. I mean, when they traded for Murray, I was like, wow, they might be one of the best backcourts in the NBA. It just hasn't happened this year, you know. Capella, um, who am I? Who am I? Who am I missing? Um, our I guy, John Collins. Collins. Collins, thank you. Future, Collins, who's, future Celtic John Collins, Collins. who's yeah. always like, you know, in trade talks to the Celtics. Hunter. Those guys can make it difficult. Shiraz just like said the that. just gave me the X factor right there. Tatum, Tatum versus Hunter, right? I mean, that's kind of like matchup wise, positional wise, anyways. Hunter's Tatum's, good too. He's he good is good, yeah, but. Good he is good, but I mean, I think Tatum should be able to do his thing. Um, I just think the Celtics' talent is going to outweigh the, the Hawks' talent, and it shouldn't be an issue in this series. Um, so I have him in five. If it's four, I wouldn't be surprised. If it's anything more than five, then we have problems. We have problems. We're going to sneak in some uh, questions talking about some of our uh, thoughts and concerns about uh, – uh, about the postseason, both this series and kind of throughout. We'll revisit some of our old takes. We might even turn our aim at one another. 
uh, later okay. on in the show and discuss some things that, you know, we might have, we're going to do a little airing of grievances uh, on the show as well. We'll get to that in a little bit. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, so let's start with some general questions uh, surrounding the team. Uh, And, you know, we talked about it. And we're not going to know some of it until we really get going. But let's just kind of start with uh how we feel about the celtics in general what's the biggest concern right now each of you have entering the playoffs if you have one what is it jimmy we'll start with you well to sum it up i think soft is is the word that comes to mind and i don't want to be too harsh on these guys but i i feel like sometimes they they come out like entitled and then they get punched in the mouth and that's kind of it so I need to see a little bit more toughness out of them. I want them to be the people to punch first. Um, I don't want them to go into that mode where they go down and then they just try to shoot them, shoot three-pointers to, to get themselves back in the game. And that that's becomes like unwatchable basketball. So to sum it up, I think these guys, like the, the mentality needs to be more killer instinct. And that's been my, my issue with them for, for a few years now. And I know that guys have gone in and out, but... Generally speaking, um, I just don't think they've been tough enough in enough situations, especially in the playoffs. So that's my big concern: is that when the going gets tough, they need to get they need to get tougher. Yeah, Sherrod. Yeah, apathy. I mean, that that's to me yeah. that's the number one concern I have with this team. Talent is overwhelmingly in their favor in terms of overall depth. That is also in their favor. They've got basically you know three of the top four, top five players in the series, and you know there's there's a I think a really big chasm that exists when you start looking at just the intangibles like home court advantage and things like that. The only thing that can, can hurt them is themselves. I, I, and again, this is, it's very different than last year where you saw there were some teams that under the right circumstances, even if they played their best, you can, you can see them losing a series. I don't see that this year. Uh, I just don't. Milwaukee is the only team that has any, in my opinion, a legitimate threat to them. And if you're really watching Milwaukee closely, some of the guys that we really have liked in the past, like Chris Middleton, he ain't the same dude anymore. Um, I see a lot of Rob Williams third vibes when I watch Chris Middleton. When he's on, <laughs> he's really good. But that really good version, we don't see nearly as much as we mm-hmm. used to. Uh, and, you know, I look at guys like Wesley Matthews, and I look at Goran Dragic, and I look at some of the – Jay Crowder. Great team five years ago. Great team five years ago with those guys on the bench. Now, not so much. Uh, the bench is old. Uh, they've got a couple of nice players, but overall, they're just not – I think if, if Milwaukee played their best and Boston played their best, I think Boston would win that in six or seven. <clears throat> and that's the only team I think is a threat to them. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, Don't jump ahead. We'll get there. Bobby. <laughs> I'm, I'm going Grant. Bobby's – We're I jumping to they, Grant already. I think Damn. They, I think they need Grant, and I worry – as we talked about that. All right, let's night. do this. I, I, I thought we were, we, I thought we'd get at least 15 minutes in before we went at Grant. Let's do this. What's the biggest legitimate concern going in the playoffs? I, 
I stack up a bunch of things. That's what yeah. we're asking you. <laughs> I, um, I thought it. You said it, Grant. That's the question. It's on the screen. It's well, I'm Grant, just defending. I'm defending saying it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Listen, Raptors are a close second. We can. <laughs> we can nitpick. Grant the, Raptors Cornet. Yeah. We can nitpick <laughs> the defense. It, it was number two. Hand size. We can nitpick Joe. Joe was great. Yeah. We can nitpick the guard rotation. All three of them are pretty good. And we can nitpick Tatum, but he just averaged 30. Grant had a legitimately mediocre to bad year. Uh, and he was a key guy for them last year. He ended the year playing poorly. Uh, and you don't even know if he's going to be part of this rotation, given the matchups in this series. So that worries me. I still think they need him. I still think to win a championship, he needs to do what he did last year, which again is narrow and focused, but he wasn't doing it 10 the year. And I don't think there are other guys on this roster that can replicate his impact on both ends of the floor. So does he have to be game seven grant? I know, but he does need to be consistent and capable out there. And he struggled with that 10 the year. I, I, they played him consistently. So I can't knock Joe with the coaching staff for that. They try to get him back out there. They gave him opportunities it's going to be a tough decision for them because they know yeah. he's their best option. I don't think but he's a if key, he can't play, though, Bobby. I think he's yeah. like a luxury he's not a key item. puzzle. He's I think a he's a luxury item. He's a piece of the puzzle. But if you're getting – does Grant matter as much if you're getting really good contributions from Hauser and like and, and Blake and then a little from how Grant? Do you, how do you feel about the, that, though? What I'm saying is is like there's a reason he's not playing, and that's because other people are, are doing more for the team than he is. Yeah. They did it in the regular season. I know. If, so, if, if anything, I feel I feel more co- like confident in the Celtics, you know, pulling this off. If he's I not like a big Grant part, there. they've already proven that they can win without him. You know, yeah. Being able to not rely on Grant is a positive. I think they were over reliant right. on Grant last year. I think we saw that depth killed them last year in the finals because those right. guys just could not. They weren't at the level of the guys they were playing. So if Grant kind of falls by the wayside, plays slightly fewer minutes, I think that's more a positive than a negative. That's right. just me. Uh, think, you know, yeah, but if anything, I don't think it's bad. I mean, if you get the best right. version of Grant, I think fine, this is an but, opportunity for him to be productive to get get in rhythm for the rest of the rest of the way. If if it doesn't happen, I mean, I don't think the Celtics would be in trouble. I think Grant's going to be a situational impact player. Like every playoff series, and we've seen this before. Teams that go from one round to the next, there's usually a guy that does really well and maybe disappears in the next round or, or vice versa. I don't think Grant's going to be much of a factor in the Atlanta series, but I do believe if they get to the point where the Milwaukee's on the other end of the floor, Grant is going to be a factor. They're What's going it? to need him in that. And, and again, that's not a knock against Blake or anyone else. It's recognizing the fact that when you have a deep roster, sometimes your role means more in certain matchups than others. And I think Grant is an example of that. I don't expect him to be much of a factor against Atlanta. I do expect him to have opportunities to be a factor against Milwaukee. Yeah. I, let me ask you guys a quick question. Mm-hmm. We'll get to Joe's, Joe Sway's concern. Um, uh, over under DNPCDs, and let's call it a five-game series for Grant. 1.5. Who's taking the over? Who's taking the under? For the uh, Hawks series? Yeah. I'm taking think, the under. I think he's playing in every plays. game. I think he's, well, one and a, you said one and a half, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah he'll miss one game. Okay. I think he plays every game. Okay. He's not that yeah, far I think the under. Under? I just don't know how much he plays. And I, thought you meant this, I thought you meant the entire playoffs for a second. I was like, oh, man, take the over. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't get the full DMP very often. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's move on, Josue, your concern. Um, it's if anything for this series, and I, I no, really just don't general, all think playoffs. Will, 
Not, nothing yeah, well, is concerning okay. about this series. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. All playoffs, yeah. Well, all playoffs is if sort of what what Sherrod was saying. If the offense gets stale and all of a sudden they just turn into the Jays and it's a two man show, that's a recipe for disaster. Can they win like that? Maybe you know if if they both get hot and one of them goes off for fifty plus points, but it's not the recipe for success and it's not what this Celtics is about. It's just not their identity. They're at their best when the ball is swinging, you know, open flow offense, seeking the best best uh, opportunity to score, and everyone's involved. And obviously, they get the ball back. I think that's one thing that, if, if anything, Tatum has learned already at this point in this, in this stage of his career. So hopefully that doesn't change. I mean, I don't see that happening unless it's something that happens in the, in the later rounds and he just maybe he gets fed into the narrative about his greatness. I don't know. But I, that's the only concern for me. It's the offense getting stale overall and then turning to Tatum and Brown just to save them. In, in late game execution, like that's the fourth quarter game plan that they turn into. I'm doubling down on all of that. That's that's it for me. Um, it's, it's Tatum. I, I'm Stagnant. going even more narrow. It's not yeah. just the complacency. They follow his lead. I'm looking at Tatum. That's on my list. All Tatum's your biggest concern? The, the biggest concern meaning can Tatum be the best version of Tatum all the time. Is he going to maintain his attacking style? Is he going to be able to uh, battle through when things get hard? Is he going to let uh, bad offense affect his defense? That stuff, the trickle-down effect off of bad Tatum, is the worst thing yeah. that happens to this team. So, again, oh, yeah. it's it's part of what all of you guys are saying, but I'm looking squarely at right. Tatum. I, I, again, we – Everyone loves Tatum. We buy his jerseys and we, you know, we name our kids and we <laughs> name our kids after him. You know, oh, fine, hey, great. He's a he's the city's favorite right now. I uh, mean, it's fine. It's not a knock on Tatum, but right, right. Back, no, no. But I, I hear what you're saying, though. Like, yeah, that's that's the that, that's that's the picture. Right? Go I mean, back a zillion years and look at every NBA title team. Everyone's got the guy on and it. The, there the is thing, a the guy. You got to go to the 2004 Pistons to find a team that doesn't have a the guy on it. Okay, right. and 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 Tatum has yet to show he's the guy until he does that and wins yeah. it and 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 gets that stuff past him and leads by force of sheer will and just determination. I'm better than you. We've seen people will it. You mm-hmm. saw what Giannis did a couple of years ago. I'm not letting you. A couple weeks beat ago, me. right. And, and the- Right. Yeah, so and like the, I'm putting it on Tatum is not the concern as much as it is the I said the, bad the, starts too. The thing can he get past bad starts? That's that's a key, huge key for me. Tatum and, not not Tataming in a bad way, just Tataming in a good way. And you can't get locked into the numbers that he puts up because bad Tatum can still get you 25. Yes, easily. Right, and, and that right. and that to me is the scary part. If you're playing the Celtics, that they got a guy who on a bad day, on a bad day. Can get you twenty five and six and seven, uh, and Tatum. I, I for him, I, I think to John's point, he needs to not only be efficient, but he needs to be effective and consistently effective. Be the guy that at the end of the day, when you're looking at the three or four factors that determine this outcome, he's either one, three and four, one, two and three. He has to be the guy that when you look at all the factors that come into play, he his name has to come up multiple times as being a difference maker. He can't just be a guy that gets buckets. He has to do more than that. Yep. Facts, yeah. my dog. Facts, dog. Yeah. Um, so that's, we, a, that's, we, a, that's a part of his game that's evolved. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we know we are not worried about the Hawks. We'll get into our predictions right near the end of the show. Um, we already did. But, what? I thought we already did. Well, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll 
Those are concerns. But we're going to jump to another question. Which possible playoff opponent scares you the most throughout any the entire playoffs here? Which one are you like? Okay, that's that's gonna that 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 freaks me out a little. Uh, Start with Joe Sway. The Bucks. Bucks. The Bucks, man. Giannis. uh, Giannis being Giannis, the best version of Giannis, and his team rallying around him. I mean, who else is on Bucks? That's the biggest threat. And it's been like that the whole – I mean, Chris Middleton, Sherrod, you bring up a good point. He's, he's shown that he's not quite the same guy. Um, you Sherrod, know, you were they have, on this? They have, yep. Go ahead. Just wait, sorry. Right. And, and you know, for, for a best-of-seven series, though, that's a guy that can that can kill you. I mean, the Celtics know better than anyone. He has a, a, a good hit, a good track record against the Celtics, and obviously he wasn't in the uh, in the picture last year. So uh, that's significant. Brooke Lopez, what he does on both ends of the floor – uh, but it, for, for that team, it's more about the other guys, though, right? Their depth. I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, that's the part of their uh, team that, that, that they, they're really going to need in that series, right? If the Celtics are obviously at their best and, and the momentum is in their favor, which I think it will be or should be, right, depending on how things go the rest of the way. But, I mean, just looking ahead, that's the only team that, that really scares me. I mean, NBA Finals, teams like the the, the Suns. And you only you know, get one answer. Even, uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I know, but. I mean, I'm just saying, like, those guys, yeah, they're, they strike – I mean, the Suns specifically, they, they, they strike a bit of fear, but not, not like the Bucks. I mean, for, for me, because I just think it's, it's, it's personal for those guys. They, they're, uh, they're, they're still salty, right? I mean, they, they're like, man, we – that should have been us last year. And if we had Chris Middleton, things would have been different. They, they truly believe that. But that last matchup, Can't man, argue. the way they defended Giannis, it, it really – it makes me more confident, but – if I had to pick any team that scares me for the Celtics, it's still them. It's still the Bucks. Well, the thing about the thing about the Bucks is this: they're the only team in the Eastern Conference that has been where you want to go to. Their core group has been to the mountaintop. They know what it's like to be the last team standing. They and I'm telling you that yeah. that muscle memory, uh, you just don't know how impactful that's going to be in a playoff series. And it's that unpredictability of what type of Bucks team you're going to get. Is what scares me. If you're getting the Milwaukee Bucks that we saw in the regular season, I think the Celtics. It'll be a, it'll be a rough series, but I think they should prevail. If you get the Bucks team that is thinking we have to play with the sense of urgency we had a couple of years ago when we won a chip, and they're playing with that type of, of of just desperation, they could be a problem. And and the fact that they got home court advantage, so Game Seven is going to be in their building. So yeah. to me. That's why they make me nervous because they have some things going on both on the court and I think from a from a you know above the neck standpoint that could be problematic for the Celtics. I'm not buying on the Bucks. That's just me. But Bobby, you, what was what was your team? I'm I'm going I'm going Cleveland here. I I said what? this at the beginning of the year. You trashed. Cleveland I, I'm amazed you didn't go Toronto. That's so we got we at least got that. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimate. No, that would have been wild. Bobby. Bobby, 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 if you had, Bobby, if you had guts, you would have gone to Toronto with a straight face. Go, Bobby. Go, Bobby. So, so the the loss they had in Boston. The third I like this one, answer, by the way. The loss they had in Boston, the third game they played, concerned me because I saw how little they have at the forward position. But they're loaded inside. They have that rim protection dynamic that I think bothers the Celtics. Uh, the Bucks have it too, of course, but the Cavs, I thought, executed better during the year when they played each other. And, of course, they had those dominant two wins against the Celtics while they were rolling at their best this season. So this is a team that I think can compete with Boston game in and game out. I said coming into this year, 
um, when I had Justin Rowan on, who I often have on our shows here, I could see the Cavs in the finals. I could. Their path's tough. And I think the Celtics got fortunate here. I actually got very worried about the Celtics' path, and now it actually looks much easier that all the seeding's been figured out. Cavs have to go through the Knicks, Bucks, and then if the Celtics or whoever comes out of that Philly. That's tough. And I think the Celtics are very fortunate that maybe the two toughest teams <clears throat> matchup-wise against them in, in the Cavs and Warriors have the hardest time actually seeing them in this postseason. The Warriors' road is insane. Uh, the Cavs path is tough from round one. I think they lost three out of four to the Knicks during the season, but if they sneak through the East finals, I don't think you're breathing a sigh of relief. I think it's comparable, if not tougher than the Bucks. Something's up with that Bucks team. I wrote about it in Christmas and I know they had that great win streak to end, end the year. Middleton's injury, the wing depth that hurt them last year against Boston even the the amount of weight that Giannis has to carry there, I, everyone's picking them. I feel like it right feels now. like a house of cards. I don't know what it is with the Bucks. I'm not buying. And it. even Budenholzer. Yeah. I, I mean, well, he just keeps dropping. It, yeah, it's worth mentioning too. He's he's like he's the three now, right? He's the three on that team. Drew Holiday is is the two, and he's still someone. I mean, granted, he didn't have the, the greatest season, but he has a little bit of momentum going into the postseason, and he's just one of those guys that just loves to play against the Celtics. Yeah. I feel like he like hates Marcus Smart or something. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, like, he really enjoys playing against the Celtics. And uh, he's a problem, man. When he gets going, he can yeah. – I mean, of course, he can be streaky. There's a bad side to him. But when he gets going and everyone's clicking on that team, man, they're they're they're. And really I love the Bucs, but what what is up with them playing awful against the Celtics? Three straight games. The Celtics the are better than them. Well, this, one, I, I think the Celtics are from top to bottom. I think they are better than – but, two, the Celtics – uh, it, it's funny. The Celtics wind up getting certain matchups without hunting for matchups, and that's a problem when a team is basically. Getting it's like, you... can we put Wes Matthews on Tatum? That's what they were doing last year. Or let's let's put Jay Crowder. Let's get Jay Crowder on somebody too. Oh, jeez, um, Jay Crowder. That was I was. And I, and I love Jay was salivating when Listen, he was on the court. Father, father time is undefeated, and all his sons seem to be playing for the Bucks these days. Yeah. He's, it's like father times that. Son, son, go play with Giannis. I'll get you. I'll I'll, I'll come back and pick you up in you know a couple weeks. Everyone's <laughs> picking them too. All the national people I hear have them going to the finals. Whatever. They, but they, the they, national they, people don't watch this team day in day out. They look, they see box scores, they, and they, they see Giannis drops thirty five, seven, and nine, and Chris. And nobody team. respects the Bucks more than me. You guys know that. Well, uh, something's I, off I, with them this year, though. I like their team, but I, I, to me, the thing that's off is Middleton. He, it's one thing if for Drew Holiday to surpass him as being the number two, but Drew didn't really have much competition to do that. Uh, I, I think even if Drew Holiday played average Drew Holiday basketball, he'd still be the number two option ahead of Chris Middleton. And Drew's yeah. not. Drew's playing significantly better than he normally does. Chris Middleton, I can't trust him anymore. He's a, still a good player, but he's, again, I put him in the same boat as Robert Williams III. Some nights he could be damn near the most dominant, impactful player on your team. Other nights... He's in ML Carmo waving a towel on the sideline because he's because he's hurt. Yeah, but so, yeah, so Rob, but if, if, if Rob Williams was the, was the second or third best player on this team, this this team would be in trouble, right? So uh, that's the difference. I, I feel like right. but I get what you're saying, though. I get the comparison, but I mean, like that's how important he is for that yeah. team, and especially in a series like this against the Celtics. He's, he's not as impactful, but he makes them better. So obviously, they're good when they have it. Jimmy jumped out of conference for his answer. I did. So for me. The biggest, the biggest fear in life is the fear of the unknown, folks. 
Oh, he's like going to go philosophy now. Okay, I feel Plato. like I know Milwaukee. I feel like yeah. I know Philly. I know Cleveland. We've Let me seen teach you just say that too, Jimmy. We've seen them. The Celtics have taken care of business his. against them. But the one team I just don't know enough about, and I don't think any of us do, are the Phoenix Suns. And if yeah. the Celtics do meet the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals, that tells me two things. One, the Celtics are obviously playing really good basketball. But two, the Suns are playing really good basketball, which means Kevin Durant is on his game. Devin Booker's hitting his shots. Chris Paul's getting over that career hump. And, you know, DeAndre Aiden might be doing his, his thing. I don't know how you couldn't be scared of that Suns team if it's Celtics versus Suns in the NBA Finals. Just because, at this point, we don't really know what they're capable of. Other than the fact that there's a lot of good players that have all come together late in the season. Durant's I can't wait in- to watch Durant in the playoffs. Durant's injury is kind of, you know, everyone's kind of waiting to see. So, for me... That's that's fear. You know, that that's that's a little scary. If you see the Suns, there's going to be a lot of people whether they're right or wrong that are going to be picking the Suns in that series. And by if, the way, if everybody the Celtics play the Bucks real quick. I don't think that's going to change anybody's opinion on what they think of that series because I think everyone's already assuming the Celtics are going to play the Bucks and everyone already kind of has an idea. Okay, well, the yeah. Celtics have already beaten the Bucks three times this year and blah blah blah. They play them well or there's people who say, "No, it's Giannis, it's Giannis. We're going to take the Bucks." But if it's Celtics Suns, that's a scenario or a matchup that no one's really had much time to think about, and I think that's just an unknown for me. That's a good one, Jimmy. But I, I, Bobby, was that yours? Two things I would point out, and I'll, I'll pass it right, on to Jeff real quick. Two things I want to point out really quick. One, yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. One, uh, Phoenix is a good team, but it, I, it'll be a long series, and guess what? Game seven will be in Boston. That's a big factor. Two. Mm. That's huge. With the with the trade of Kevin Durant, obviously they're they're they have more <laughs> star power, but mm-hmm. it depleted their bench. And if this series goes long, like I think it will, that's going to hurt them more than it'll hurt the Celtics. So I, I think you're right, Jimmy. I mean, there's a lot of unknown with Phoenix, but I'm not nearly as worried about them as I am a team like Milwaukee, which has already won a title with their core group. Whereas Phoenix, they're still it. trying to figure out how to play well with each other, and they're figuring out how to play with each other with a shorter. Right. But if they yeah. get to the finals, that tells me they figured yeah. it out, which means yeah, I'm that, scared. Yeah. And there's so, also the fact that the West is so damn wide open, too. Right. Yeah. You know. It's amazing we've talked about this. That's true. It's amazing we've talked about this question for so long and all of you got the answer wrong. Um, it's the Warriors. <laughs> Um, it's uh, like I, I don't John, know. I have them losing round one. We they might have, that's what I'm saying. They might not even get a I'm not John. saying the Warriors not, will get there. Yeah. I'm yes, you saying are. That's the one. Yes, you are. Get out of here. One, though. I am saying it. But two, <laughs> this question is not about who's going to get there. It's they have who a good you, path. By who the do way. you fear? I do not want to play the Warriors ever for the rest of existence. You don't play the boogeyman ever, ever, ever. Oh, ever, come ever. on, what? No, the Celtics should they should be ecstatic yeah, for, that, know, for that to happen. The there, there was if you, like yeah, if you had a few under your belt and you wanted revenge, you like can kill you know, the like dynasty, the one oh. another crack at the Giants, but like you got oh, a few already in tow. That. Like you're trying to sneak out that win. Take you want an easy path. You want to you want to. I don't want the Warriors will absolutely break their brains, destroy our off season, send us back into you got to split up the Jays <laughs> mode. It, it'll be ruinous. We yeah. do not want to face the you know, oh, they would that, that, that would no, be the end of the, the war, If oh, yeah, the Warriors true. be the Celtics, if they were to do it again. Yeah. Not only do you trade the Jays, <laughs> that but would be, the Jays actually have to re- they have to retire. Yeah. They have to quit basketball. Yeah. So. And someone if someone gets married and during the summer and Draymond's there, oh man, Forget can you imagine. It. Anyways, no. Yeah. I was going to ask Bobby though. Bobby, was that is that your bold prediction cuz 
I, I like that. I mean, for a bold prediction, the Cavs beating, you know, going back to what we're talking about earlier, the Cavs beating. Don't jump the gun. The the, <laughs> the Cavs beating the. Oh, sorry. Beating the Bucks. Yeah. I can go ahead. Well, look and at the over. look at the Bucks path now. It's Heat round one, maybe if they figure it out. Uh, Cavs round two, or the Knicks are pretty tough too. And then Bobby, you're talking Boston round three. You trashed the Cavs most of yeah. this year and said that the Cavs weren't good enough. The Celtics should, you know. That's an easier matchup yeah. for Philly. Yeah, so now I'm confused. Like you're kind of flipping, you're kind of flip flopping, which is I'm worried about their wing me. depth. And if they had a wing, yeah, Bobby does that if they had a wing, they'd be very uh, enticing. But I, they just don't have enough at that That's position. Yeah. Anyway, I, yeah. I think there's a world where they break through. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh. Uh, do you want to? Cedric, Cedric Maxwell would love that take. You should, you should tell him that. He's, he's been he, since you've already jumped in there. He's been big on Cleveland. What do you got, John? You're 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 a guy. Are you guys ship. jumping to bold predictions? Is that where you want to go next? This no, that's question. last. That's last. Okay. Well, the way Bobby said it, I thought that. Yeah. I okay. Missed. Ready? That's fine. My we're bold prediction keep... is. No, we're I not doing Bobby a white We we are going to talk. We're going to we're going to look inward a little bit first. Okay. One of the things we're going to do is we're going to talk about what what, what, what were we most wrong about? Okay. Oh, this we is good. Had, uh, we you had, start, John. Huh? You start. Do I have to? Yes. Uh, Bobby loves to hear John say he's wrong about something. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I wasn't wrong about a he lot. He put his glasses on. Oh, he's like, I gotta go. watch this shit. I wasn't really wrong about much. No, you have to admit that you were wrong. <laughs> uh, um, so I would say, of all the things, uh, Hauser, I thought Hauser was a joke. In the off season, oh, yeah, you go. did. Yeah, you fucking did. I knew it. I knew it. Idiot. I knew it. You give me the side eye, like you. Howard's not going to be on the team. Like, what are you talking about? Idiot. I love. How did they let Matt Spruce go for this? Sam, no, meaning like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Dude, take, how how many times? Know, real quick, how many times, John, would you have brought up Max Struess if he was a bust? You would have been mentioning him every other week. That's a good point. Here's the thing, though. I I do believe do that some people thought segment. the take was not far off. Meaning. How in the world did this guy? Because again, he comes out, he starts shooting. They tell us before the year, get the f- get that out of here. They t- <laughs> this whole thing. Hey, has- hey, this whole thing is apology. Was, hey, you, that was you. Apology. I mean, what, this I mean, is a group apology like cam. This guy. That was Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, out of nowhere, this guy Everyone who was un- that screenshot. This guy who was unplayable at the beginning of the year, at last year. Like, oh, my God, if you put Sam Hauser in, you'll literally die. Your Wait, you talking about brain... Sam or Luke? Huh? You're talking about Hauser. Sam or Luke? Hauser. Okay. Okay? We're not talking Look, about Luke, Bobby. Last year, there was like, if you put in Hauser. <laughs> Settle down. Hauser's sitting there shooting. She <laughs> hitting 12 threes a game in Maine. And they were like, everyone covering the Celtics was like, yeah, you can't play him here. And then everyone who said that last year was like, Hauser's going to be good this year. And I wasn't buying it because that felt like what we were supposed <laughs> to say. Either. We were fed this. Were you, we were fed this narrative. And also, and you know what, John? In. Yeah. in the middle of that, John, between what he did in Maine and, and all the talk, the, two words for you. Matt Ryan. The, when he was a summer listen, wow. John, when he was a summer league, <laughs> he made you question, why the hell are you going to go with Sam Hauser when you yeah. got Matt Ryan I hear yeah. winning games for you? Yeah. He's hitting game-winning yeah. three-pointers on a on a damn near broke ankle, and then he's you know he's getting misty when he's talking about you know DoorDash. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but if it wasn't him, he gets misty. <laughs> I'm 
And also, shame on the Celtics for not realizing it sooner to Winhauser. So that's why I didn't buy it. I was like, they had this guy under their control. Everyone's telling us he can't play. And then all of a sudden, the same exact people are like, yeah, he's going to be good. Yeah, Hauser's going to be good this year. I was like, not not buying it. You, you, You were afraid to play him last year. There's no way you're giving real minutes to this guy. I want to give real minutes to this guy. I, I do. You you accept the flaws. Look, it goes against like mine and Jimmy's philosophy, which is like kind of we argue with Bobby about this all the time. Like not everybody has to be an amazing two-way player to see the court. Right. Being a specialist or being really good at offense is good. When we were debating guys to get, we were like, get shooters, get shooters, get shooters, get shooters, because we believed Hauser was unplayable because he was so bad defensively, mm-hmm. you couldn't play him. But that's not the case. He holds his own. Forget yeah. the defensive rating number, which again, we you know, we is was not totally believable. He holds his own, and it's worth it for what you get out of his offense. So uh, I would say I didn't buy the Hauser hype. I'm in now. I hope they give him a shot in the playoffs. Uh, who wants to go next, Sherrod? Get this guy a Hauser jersey. Right. Let's buy him a Hauser jersey. Give me a Hauser jersey. I'll take I gotta, it. I got to I got to go with Grant. <laughs> I thought Grant was going to be more consistent, more effective, especially when. Gallinari went down, and I'm thinking, like, this is a, this is perfect. He's in a contract year. The guy that was going to eat up most of his minutes is done for the year. Grant is about to – and this was – and Grant was coming, you know, off that 40, 50. I mean, he was – Grant 40, was 50, showing yeah. the ability to be someone who could actually impact the game as a, as a sort of kind of stretch big. And then shit happened. He <laughs> 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 just what, it, he wasn't a guy. A lot of shit. And I'm still yeah. and I'm and I'm still holding on to my grand stop because I'm telling you, there's going to be one game in the postseason where I'm we're going to look like freaking geniuses for being behind Grant. But there's going to be a lot of games, not so much. Uh, so I was wrong about Grant. I thought he was going to be more consistent than he's been. We're sorry. Uh, we're sorry, sorry about Hauser. We're I'm sorry, sorry about I'm, Grant. I'm sorry. I, 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 you let us on like about I'm, Grant, you jerk. I feel like I've been boozled and led people Boozer. astray on Grant. That's. I feel like I've been boozled. I lost my I've house betting myself. Grant overs this year. Jimmy, who you got? What was your bad take? Oh man, I think my bad take might take might take the cake. Um, <laughs> I had a bold prediction at the beginning of the year, and it weirdly did kind of come true, but it was extremely oh, wrong. <laughs> I, I thought that the Celtics were just going to, like, forget about Derek White on a road trip because yep. I thought he was going to be so forgetful and, like, unimportant to this team that they would all just board the flight one night after a game and just take off and not even realize it until, like, halfway through the next game. Like, Derek, go in, and then they, he wouldn't be on the bench. <laughs> I was very wrong about that. Derek White, in my opinion – um, you know, I, I graded, we did a grading, um, on another podcast. I'll, I'll shout it out Celtics lab. Uh, I am a trader for going on that during your guys. We, we, we established that already days Thanks, ago, no. but check it out. Celtics lab podcast. It's a CLNS network podcast. So it's all family. Um, but I, I gave Derek white. I think we all collectively gave Derek white the highest grade of everybody on the team. It's relative, right? So I'm not saying Derek white is better than Jason Tatum, but I think relatively speaking, he had the best year for on the Celtics team. I thought he was their best player at points, and he was an unbelievable two-way player for them. So I was extremely wrong going all the way back. I was wrong about what I thought about him this year. 
projecting. I was very right about what I thought about him last year. He stunk last year. And this Which is why him. Jimmy and I will not do Derek White apology cams right, until so all of you apologize right. for lying to us about him playing well last year. This is an apology cam for what I <laughs> thought we were in store for, not for what I said last year. So That's why you're not getting one. That's my that's my, my apology right there. If you can say something – if you can say someone did something good, which Derek White is doing this year, right. then – then the other we'll side, what's the what's the opposite of good? Not that not good. That's what Derek White was. And not only that, he played every single damn game this year, including the one where they did leave him behind on the plane. So I, I, I got to give him credit for that too. He got literally he got lost in ear, and he still suited someone up. apologized for it. Thank you guys. When you admit you homered out last year, yes. to to Thank excuse you. it. The you okay. don't know basketball crowd. Needs you don't to know apologize. ball if you don't think Derek yeah. White's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, it just doesn't make the box score. You guys don't see it. We don't see it. See that's it. What you it guys is. are so simple. Uh, all right, so that's that top row. Uh, Joe Sway, what do you got? Your bad take. Um, I got, I, I got Grant, man. We're leaving Grant Bobby Williams. for last. Bobby's thing. got like a hundred of them, but we have. Like... <laughs> I, I thought, <laughs> I thought Grant was was going to take that 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 next step. I mean, he was on pace to do that, and and I thought the fact that. Al Horford was going to play the second night of back-to-backs. That that's a, that was the perfect opportunity for, for him to to show that he's going to be a future starter for this team. And if you want to talk about contract extensions, well, this was the year to show that you were worth that. And, and he, he just didn't do that. I mean, he's uh, still trying to find his way. He still tries to be productive out there. But sometimes his attitude gets in the way. You know, look, we talked about this a couple of times, but I'll, I'll bring it up again. I mean, just the way the, the regular season ended and just his overall body language, it's just – just not in tune with the rest of his teammates, you know, even even guys who were in street clothes. And, you know, he's got to still cheer for his guys, not like to the point where he's toxic. He's not going to, like, spoil a locker room. But I just expected a, a lot more. I thought he was uh, on pace to, to to improve his numbers across the board this year, and that just hasn't been the case. Yeah. Um, so, apology I, I do, apology I, accepted. Just I me. urge you guys in the chat, give us your bad takes, too. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. put them up there, we'll whatever, you, whatever you were dead wrong about. Bobby. Yeah, I like that. That's a good Bobby, idea. Admit it, and be you honest. cowards. Bobby, yeah, admit it. Admit it, cowards. Bobby, go. Ooh, this should be. I mean, the rap, the Raptors one's a big one. Uh, <laughs> oh. At least he said it. At least he said it. Yeah. The, wait. And everyone, wait. Raptors talk. Raptors yeah, talk. That, that's. that's... <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's leaving the milk out in eighty degree weather. That's going to spoil rather quickly, Bobby. Yeah. So I'm glad you owned it. I still don't know what happened there. That was a great team last year, competitive and disruptive for years, and then everything went wrong this year. And they had everybody. It's not like they were injured. They they got Jakob Pertl, who I really liked. That might have actually been something I was wrong about too, because I don't know if the Celtics actually should have made that move the way it went. Uh, but we'll see. I'm not I'm not giving up on that one yet. Raptors though, you got to give up. I mean, they were terrible last night. They're disgraceful in that Celtics uh, mini series a week or two ago. They fall down to the eight seed or nine seed rather and just bow right out of the playoffs while not selling a single piece. They're going to lose Van Fleet for nothing. Um, probably OG and OB. I don't know if you made a bad move holding on there or whatever, but either way, they weren't going to compete with anybody, it looks like, much less the Celtics. But my big one's Joe. Um, I love DMA. Huge, huge fan of Ime. I thought they'd really feel his loss this year. In some ways, they probably did. But Joe brought a new perspective, a new offense, which I don't think we knew how much he would change coming this year, but he changed quite a bit offensively. And it opened up Tatum and Brown's games completely. 
Brown, who just had a ginormous season. But Tatum, 30 points a game. The three-point shooting, as much as we bemoan it at times, really helped them. It, Horford had a historic year in this offense. White, as we mentioned, Brogdon. Everybody benefited from playing under Joe. Frustrating at times to cover, certainly. Um, you know, I think there were tendencies that we picked on along the way. And he, as Brad Stevens said last Sunday, it's just easy to pick on the first-year head coach who didn't have a ton of experience coming in. But he did a phenomenal job. He should probably come third in Coach of the Year voting or second um, behind Mike Brown. The guy was tremendous. I think he's very smart. I think he's very insightful. I think he's very cutting edge in the way he does a lot of things for this team. The real test is ahead. But I think at this point, we can all say to some degree that we were wrong for doubting him. Um, you know, I'll give you. I'll Didn't give you one of your bold takes, wasn't it? He might win Coach of the Year. I'll give. Yeah, I but don't... that was that was just because of the situation. Gotcha. Okay, I'll give everyone a pass on being skeptical for Joe because if you weren't skeptical of the Joe Missoula hire, then you're an idiot. Like you're not. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah. No, meaning like. Guy, he was thrust into this. This was not supposed to happen. This guy right. was probably years away from really knocking at the uh, at the at the door. But you know for, what the word was for a Joe. coaching opportunity, I mean, I, John. The yeah, word was him. the word yeah. was that they loved him. They stopped him from going to oh, Utah. They say they that really to, about everything. Okay, I love this guy. I love this coordinator. <laughs> I love this thing. Yeah. Like that's just. What but then you said. find out the truth at the end of the season, and it, it was true. It was true. You know, they do love. But him. But whatever. I, it's still. To not believe that this guy kind of jumping out of nowhere. Yeah, you have to be skeptical. It, it, it would have been insane to not be skeptical. It's like, you know, so I don't think that that's fair. But you can be um, wrong about it, I guess. But we criticized them all year. Yeah, which was Bobby at the time. You're allowed it was, to do that. It was, it was valid. All right, it wasn't like yeah. we weren't criticizing him about things that didn't happen. All right, we're going to turn on each other in a minute. So before we do that, I'll tell you guys. Okay, ready? Here it is. We're getting into it. Which take... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We're going to ask this now. Which of our takes, which takes that we have given on this show, and sure, yes, viewers, you absolutely can get in on this action. Which of our takes, which of our stances, which of the things that we do uh, have have driven you most nuts, okay? So we are going to turn on each other. We're going to do it a little bit gently. We're going to start with you, Jimmy. Yeah, mine's gentle because – Mine's an attack on everybody. I think I think the Blake the Blake Griffin hate this year was unwarranted, uncalled for, downright disrespectful, and wrong. And damn it, it was oh, that was a bad take by me too. Guilty, guilty. Blake hate. You hated the signing. I thought it was awful. I liked it from the start. And shame on you all for your Blake hashtag Blake hate because this guy came in here with the best attitude you could have. The players loved him. His teammates loved him. And he did – he jumped into a role that, you know, a lot of, I think, former, you know, multi-year all-stars, future Hall of Famers wouldn't accept. He embraced it, and he had a winning positive effect on the team this year. So screw you guys for doubting him from the start. And I do think that he's going to have uh, an effect on the playoffs too. 
So um, I'm on the Blake train. As you can see, I've got my Blake mustache going strong right now, too. <laughs> um, in Unity, Bobby, I'm surprised you haven't started growing yours out again because you haven't gone strong for a degree. Back? Persecution okay. cam. I like this. Persecution cam. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's my thing. It's not a direct it's not a direct shot at any one particular anyone particular, but collectively all you guys suck. So that's yeah. my tip. Okay. Fair enough. You're uh, welcome. Sherrod. Oh, this is easy. And I and I think I, I, I got a legion of fans that are gonna back me up on this one. <laughs> I love you, Bobby. You know I do. <laughs> We're Q's brothers for life. We got that. But you and a damn Luke. Cornette over, <laughs> over, over again. I just want to reach out and touch you some nights when you're talking about Luke Cornette. <laughs> and, and him and the damn lemon squares. I mean, it's bad enough we got Luke Cornette, but now we got like Chef Luke Cornette with the damn uh-huh. lemon square. So I love you, Bobby, but you just you drive me nuts sometimes with the Luke fandom. Luke yeah. did have a solid Bobby, year. I swear, you yeah, to Joe man. sways in yeah, on that too. To yeah, if you didn't go to Syracuse, man, I swear Sherrod would be in. Yeah, man, that's the same thing for me, man. I, and I, I thought about it for a while, and I was like, nothing tops that. It's just, uh, you know what? It was great. It was great when Cornette was relevant. You know, I mean, you know what I mean, though. Like, I don't, I'm not to say, you know what I mean. Whatever, I could just say that. Just yeah, when he was relevant, yeah. when he was getting minutes, he, he, he was being productive. He was, you know, the, the, everyone made, uh, you know, a lot about the whole uh, uh, contest or whatever Cornette contest, whatever I the heck it was called, the like contest, yeah. <laughs> Which is which is funny, like of all the things. Did it to that was the one. But you, you found a way to, to to get a mention of Cornette every single night, especially on nights when he didn't do anything. The yeah. lemon squares thing, man, that took it over the top. I was like, man, no one asked for this, you know. So no, like, I mean, that's we the needed, only. We needed we, lemon we squares. We needed it that night, though. We needed yeah. that that night. But so for example, last game, Bobby, we're at we're in like the one twenty mark, and we're like, all right, we're gonna say good night, and Bobby's like, oh crap, Cornette, and we were like, what? Like why? Yeah, and then you get mad if you forgot that you had to bring him. It's like, oh man, like it's like when I forget. He's got to earn it. Come on, Bobby, he's got to yeah. earn it, especially oh, especially man. in the postseason. I didn't get my cornet. He's got to earn today. Hey, yeah. <laughs> one one year ago, or a year and a half. Well, I guess two years ago now, because it's beginning of last year. They signed him to the G League, and I called it a steal. And two years later. You're getting 11, 8, 2, and 2 from him per 36 minutes. Shot 67% from the field this year. He was great for them. For what they got. Don't give me that per 36. Don't, don't give me that Yeah, but he doesn't play a ton. Yeah, don't give me that per You know why? He still, right? still blocked the <laughs> shot. The game, much. Much. Don't give me that per 36 talk. Certain matchups, Luke really helped them this year. All right, I'll let let's let Bobby have have at it, and obviously you know who Bobby's going to come at. Oh, it's John. (laughs) Get him, John! Get him, John! All these years later, as if John hasn't said one thing wrong in three, four seasons. (laughs) Is that it? Just overall, but I can talk my way out of all of them. Hasn't done an apology cam. And it's incredible. You can stack up the stuff that uh, he's been wrong about, saying you have to consider a Brown-Simmons swap. The Not Derek what I said, White... but that's cool. Oh, boy. You have oh to consider boy. it. You have to think about it. You have to discuss it, however you want to describe it. But that's what you had, you and nope, Jimmy. Nope, didn't say that either, but that's you fine. You Jimmy a couple of years ago. Yeah, leave me out of this. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm not the Derek White trade, you can try to explain yourself out of it, but you hated what they gave up. 
Um, Can I just say real quick? This is like a sneak peek into true. our uh, group chat, guys. So yeah. this is great. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> you did predict before the year Luke would have more DNPs than games. That played. was more right than wrong, by the way. The spirit of it? All right. The um, spirit of it was he was not a real part of what they were doing. He was a the big player. one, and I'll yeah. give you this. I'll give you this chance now. The big one, and I think Jimmy shared in this a little bit. Yeah. You saying you would rather have Zion and Brandon Ingram than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So to clarify, what we said was <laughs> at the height of, of at the absolute height of Zion before two years ago, before he started going yeah. out with injuries, that ten out of ten. NBA personnel people would take Zion over Tatum. That was a fact at the time. You couldn't find a single list anywhere that had Tatum ranked higher than Zion. Two years later, when the guy hasn't played in a year, and now you're bringing this. Tatum well, then those lists have Simmons over Brown. This, too? this is no. This is not. You're taking old takes, that, old old. That was takes. before <laughs> Zion discovered uh, cheeseburgers and Mountain Dew and. Uh, yeah well if that, you apologize it would be in the past that's that's ridiculous the point. back then it wasn't even close zion was considered like an untouchable top three asset in the nba yeah. and then he completely cratered so and two Ingram years has later been awesome. yeah so really yeah. It, it, like if you want to if you want to trash anybody bobby it shouldn't be john it should be it should be zion himself Everyone, everyone thought Zion was better. But then. those guys, everyone, never, those guys had never made the playoffs at that point. And they still haven't played a playoff game together. Everyone thought Zion that was uh, there was more upside to Zion, and until he absolutely cratered back then. I'm not, I'm not, at I'm not time, eating that one. At that time, Brown and Tatum had still <laughs> looking played back, three. Yeah, I mean, He's yeah, looking back, together. it was wrong based on everything that happened. If you think clearly it played out the same way, for sure. <laughs> So I'm not taking any shots at anybody, but that's fair, Bobby. I get it. I'll talk. You're not my way taking out. shots. You. Coward. I'll talk my way out of any. I, I'm not taking shots. I, I I am gently, I am gently going to place it back on on the viewers and the people here on this notion of Jalen Brown slander that exists in like the this. world. Like okay, this. this notion that. That saying this. anything about the precious Celtics is going to drive them out of town. Okay, <laughs> grow up. You guys are the reason they're leaving. <laughs> no wonder nobody likes to play here. Grow up. Okay, yeah, that's the best way to put it. Yo, grow up. <laughs> that's Dude. not how it works. Okay, that's John, not... you hurt Jalen's feelings, John. <laughs> We're not that powerful. Not. Although <laughs> two years ago, Marcus Smart did tell us to shut the f up. Uh, that's fine. My guy. It doesn't. It's not. It's not. Well, he wasn't like I'm leaving town because we're <laughs> effing guardrails. Yeah, that's right. not said, how it works. No guys. one's been more criticized than Marcus Smart, and look at him still love loving him, being yeah. here. Love yeah. him. And no one, no one has. Uh, <laughs> No, I should say this. Everyone, everyone here has criticized Marcus a bunch of times since, except for Sherrod. <laughs> I love Marcus. Y'all know that's my guy. Yeah, I, no, because he, he was your name. He was the name you met. He mentioned. I, I, he was like, let's, let's be real. I, I love Marcus On the Jalen Brown stuff, yeah. even I, at the beginning of the year, and when it came, when KD came up, was like, no, no, thank you. Pass, 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 pass. Don't do it. Okay, and then flipped 
because he started to get worried about whether or not he's coming back. But if you pulled Celtics fans in either interval, you know, during the offseason, then when KD's name came up again, it was 80-20 against. There's no such thing as Jalen Brown disrespect. In fact, it's so over-the-top love for Jalen Brown in terms of – in terms of overall fans and media, like, I don't know. You, guys, you got to go looking for it to find the disrespect. So, so again, is, yeah. don't be so thin-skinned if somebody says something about that you don't love about your – like, Jalen Brown is widely respected and probably gets as much or – I'm not going to say more – credit than he deserves for what he's done here. He's probably going to make all NBA. So there's no Jalen Brown disrespect. It's not a real thing, okay? It's this weird this, boogeyman John. that you guys have invented. Yeah, can, I, can, we, can, we, can, I, can I take it a step yeah. further? <laughs> can, I say, can I say one thing? Uh, if, if anything, and if, if you guys don't agree with me, let me know. But if anything, right, out of the two things, compared to when you compare to media and fans, wouldn't it be the fans going on Twitter and putting up these hypothetical trades with Jalen constantly, you know, being involved in them, never mentioning Tatum, never, no, it's always Jalen this, Jalen that. Now, granted, a big chunk of the fan base loves Jalen, but whenever there's a Durant name that was mentioned or whenever there's someone else of that magnitude, Jalen's is the, the name that everyone mentions. And sure, the media mentions these trades, but Twitter talk and all that, a lot of that it's the yes. fans as well. I mean, he said it himself. He called part of the fan base toxic. I mean, I feel like that's what he was pointing right. at, you know? So you it's, like not, it's not just yeah. the media. I'll leave it at this. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll ether the whole argument right now for Celtics green teamers who want to cry every time Jalen Brown, you know, says to because he's upset with, with what he hears. Jalen Brown spent one day in Mac Jones's shoes when it comes to criticism and trade rumors and and just the negativity surrounding a, a local athlete. Matt Jones has taken about a hundred times as much as that, and he's still gonna sh- step out there on the on, Man, the on the field this year unless he gets traded yeah. uh, and do his thing. So honestly, that's real criticism. What Jalen Brown gets is just like rumors. But when you walk inside a TD Garden or yeah. really anywhere, it's nothing but love for that guy. So I, I, that's why I miss me with the whole disrespect yeah. stuff yeah exactly and honestly you guys want to respect him more okay buy more of his jerseys why is tatum three and why is uh why is he 15 okay yeah. exactly yeah, good point. maybe you I should do respect him guess. more idea and i mean remember the all-star voting too yeah maybe you should respect him more vote yeah, that's true vote for him okay you're yeah. giving tatum more love you guys are so Max. yeah Max. just saying it shame. just saying it it's really Shameful. too bad the fans don't like him Shameful, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Goodman. Jeff, everyone, everyone brings up Goodman every time it comes down to Jalen. Oh, that was <laughs> still, huh? I thought that was that was so last year. It doesn't no? matter. He Jeez. wanted to trade him for Beal. Like I, I would have yeah. traded him for Durant, and I would still trade him for Durant. It's not disrespectful to say so. Oh no! When the sky was falling last year, he was just like, "Get Jalen out of here!" Like he was the yeah, Durant thing is intriguing to look back on. We'll see if he's wrong in the end. That one's yeah. still kind of up in the air, and that you know that would make for an interesting finals if it if it does become. It would, topic. and it would. We're gonna move on, and we're gonna talk about, and that was fun. No, no one got hurt in that process. That was good. Um, uh, therapeutic. Bold predictions. Let's get to it. <laughs> Somebody already kind of leaked there, so we'll start with Bobby's. Bobby's, you've got an upset special. An upset special, yeah. I, I push comes to shove. If you're gonna ask me, do, do the Celtics win a championship this year, or do they not? I think they're going to fall a little bit short. This is in your bold NBA, prediction? Yeah, your in the NBA Finals. Fall short? Bold prediction is that they don't win a championship? That's really hard to do. 
Yeah, I mean, that's one of them. And then the other one. Well, who wait, who are they going to lose to? Uh, or just, they're just going to lose in general? In the finals, yeah. So I don't okay. know, Phoenix, Golden State, yeah. whoever comes out of there. Yeah. Okay. But not Golden State because you have them losing in the first round. <clears throat> Probably not, yeah. I think I got Phoenix. But um, my real one is Grant comes through. Grant is going to win them a game seven against Philadelphia, just like he did against Milwaukee last year. Yeah, do you know something about Grant that Three we Three-point shooting, defense. I see him emerging from this slump shell he's been in all year and having a big postseason series against Philadelphia in round two. Who could be a little more competitive than some people think. So I'll throw that to a seventh game, have him winning game seven in Boston once again and uh, pushing the Celtics on to these finals. All right, Joe, Joe Sway. Um, my bull prediction – uh shoot. It's, I, I'm it's so bold think, you forgot it. I'll, it's Italian. I'm going back and I was going back and forth with it, but all right, I'm going with this one. Yeah, you know what? Dan, Danilo Gallinari comes back in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's mine. And it helps the Celtics helps the Celtics win the is it really? Yeah, we have we have the same bowls. Well you go, you go, you speak for me. Yeah, I mean, look, he's the between the, the social media activity, between the reports and guys posting videos and him shooting around, I mean it's a goal of his, and he's he's he mentioned that a week ago, literally. And like, I feel like it's just been flying under the radar, and I think he likes that. You know, I think he likes he's, he, the, the the surprise factor to it if he's able to pull this thing off. And I think it's a goal of his. So um, whether it's a success, obviously, is the, that's the I guess the bull part I'm, I'm, I'm referring to. But I just think it's it gets to that point where he has that one signature performance in the postseason, if you will, that uh, helps the Celtics push them over the edge and, and win a game. You know. Uh, double finishing double digits, three, four, three pointers in like yeah. nine, 12 minutes, or maybe a little Feed bit more than that, but something like that. Um, <laughs> that would, that would be huge. You know, especially, uh, he comes from a family that loves the Celtics. At least his father grew up a, a huge Celtics fan and used to make him watch Larry Burr crying out loud. So it would be a heck of a full circle moment for to, to see his son out there, uh, helping the Celtics win a, a playoff game. Oh man, you, you just, you just got me excited, Josue. I feel the same way. That was my poor prediction too is that Daniel Gallinari comes back in the playoffs, wins him a game. Wins him a game. I thought you were joking. Wins him a game, Bobby. You just said Grant's going to win him a game. It's not, like, Grant, not, not Grant, much more bold. Grant's honest. on two good knees. Well, here's my other here's my other thing about Gallo. What's he saving it for? This is still gonna, probably going to be his best chance. So what are you saving your knee for, buddy? Go I asked there. him about that. He said he still sees himself playing for a long time. Well, he might have a couple more years left in him. And I'm not saying go out there and blow your knee off. But <laughs> you might take a little bit more risk. If, if if the difference is, you know, coming up, coming back a few weeks earlier than maybe you would if you were 25, you do it, right? You make yourself available. You're active. You're not Zioning it. Just stand in the corner, right? Yeah, exactly. And see what happens. So good, good, uh, good bold prediction, Josue. I co-sign. All right, Sherrod. All right. This this one is, is, is a little bit uh, out there just because it's I don't think there's much hope, but I, I think it can happen. <laughs> Tatum and Brown are going to do what they do, but the best player for at least one playoff series is going to be Derek White. Derek White is going to carry. He's going to be bigger and more impactful than Tatum and Brown in one playoff series. Uh, and I, my gut tells me it's going to be Philly. Uh, because I look, if they're if you're being mm. Philly, I see that as the one team that Derek White, I can absolutely see him dominating his matchup. Because uh, I just don't think Tobias Harris is, is going to want that smoke. Because uh, Tobias is going to be dealing with either Tatum or Brown. Can't keep up. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and so that that's my bold prediction, that, that Derek White is going to be the best player on the floor for a series in the postseason. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I, I thought you guys had already done it because um, I thought you'd already leaked it out, but I'm going to kind of go back to something Bobby said. Um, Bucks don't make it to the conference finals. Celtics have home court all the way through. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think, I think 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 they lose in round two. You got Cavs, Celtics, Eastside. I believe that there's some real smoke there. I believe that Middleton, yeah, I know he I went down that. and he practiced and he banged his knee. <clears throat> or his knee. It looked weird. It didn't look like it was a contact. I know he practiced today in full, and I know they he's They like that too, the Bucs. They were very secretive. I don't buy it. I think something's wrong. I think they're going to kind of break down again, and they don't have the depth. And when they kind of have to push people up into the starting rotation, um, the, if they get to the Celtics, I think the Celtics wipe them out because I, I do think they're going to be uh, gimped out. Hmm. Uh, I don't think they make it there. I think the Bucks go down. Celtics have a have an easy road to the finals, and fingers crossed, avoid Golden State, uh, and they take it home. I think they beat Phoenix any other, is a good matchup. For I think them. they beat any other Western Conference team. I really do. Uh, but the Warriors uh, still scare the crap out of me, and it, maybe it's PTSD. I don't know. But the, my my prediction is they don't. <laughs> my prediction is uh, is uh, is Bucks don't make it, and Celtics have an actually uh, relatively easy easy path to the finals. Um, okay, so. Okay. That's my bold prediction. Uh, let's get into just this one, just series predictions here uh, on what we have uh, with the uh, with the with the Hawks right now. Uh, what do you guys have it wrapping up in? Sweet, sweet. Forget the gentleman. We're not trying to be not. No, F the gentleman. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy, you're at five. I'm not. Something four. Yeah, I mean, I am a gentleman, so naturally <laughs> I would pick them in five. Uh, but no. would I be surprised if it's four? Hell no! I mean, oh, I don't. No. I don't really think the yeah. Hawks have a whole lot. Yeah. No. No. I think it's the five guys. Which one is it? Four or five? No, I got five. But I wouldn't be shocked. But yeah. I am sticking with five. I think Trey Young might have one foot out the door. I mean, it's just been one of those years for this guy. I don't know. I saw a report a couple of days ago that like they're monitoring him. I don't even know what the hell that means. <laughs> that was so bizarre. We didn't get into. We didn't get into that at all. Like, what do they think? He, that sounded like they think he's what, like staying out late or something? Yeah, like, what are I they doing? So weird. What are they monitoring? Does he need to spend more time in a playbook? Uh, does is he? I mean, what? What? I mean, he's been. I mean, you look at their team; they have everything they need for the most part. So you can't look anywhere but him. They've had three coaches. They added Murray, as Jimmy said earlier. Uh, by the way, I, I think it turned out that he's probably not quite as good as that Spurs version of him. I just looked; he's twenty three percent from three since Snyder took over. Not great. Young, 36%. Um, young had a terrible shooting year guy. all year yeah. long. Young, young had a bad year. I always think that's kind of been who he is. He takes tough shots, so you, you take it with a grain of salt, the percentages. But he he's just – it's a lot like Isaiah, right? Imagine if Isaiah continued to be the core guy in Boston for years beyond that 17th season. It's tough. You're always factoring in. in another world. Covering up for defense with him. Uh He's so high volume in terms of his ball time, and he didn't get off the ball this year the way they wanted him to. I'm keeping an eye on that. But too, Trey Young gets to Trey Young gets to the line though, so that's he's that's dangerous. One of, yeah, and he that's can, one of the different differences between him and like just a volume shooter from the outside. Like he's getting to the he's getting to the he's getting to, and, the, and uh, coach, to the free throw stripe nine times a game or something. So and that coach is pretty good. Like he'll he'll have them shooting the amount of threes they need to. He'll have them crashing the glass attacking the Celtics' vulnerabilities. I think they could get a game here. They got bench is something to watch, too. Really good bench. Yeah, uh, I think they can steal one, but they're just so overmatched if the Celtics are healthy. And if the Celtics go all out here, 
lock in, much like we saw the effort against Brooklyn last year, the Hawks will get blown off the court. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said in my prediction. I, I said four also because I do think gentlemen sweeps are for cowards. Um, you know, you just don't have the guts to say four. So you're always building in for one thing. However, the reason I refuse to allow uh, room for this is the Celtics are so much better than the Hawks. Yeah. Losing a game here would really be one of those mail it in lack of focus. Let's just get lazy like and that, shoot yeah. it and show up games. And what I wrote, and you can check out Bobby's preview sale and media has predictions from all of us in there. What I wrote, which, <clears throat> would, which the only thing that will concern me is the Celtics come out here and dog it m- once, twice, a couple of times. You start doing that in round one. I think it bodes really poorly for the rest of their playoff hopes. Yeah. So yeah. like, I think yeah. they need to, and I wrote, I think they need to prove to themselves and to us they're serious. And if you're serious, you win this one in four. If you're not serious, you play with your food, you mess around here, and you, you know, oh, we got this one in the bag. That's bad. That's bad. Because, again, going back to the first thing we said at the show, they never really know what to do with prosperity. They take their foot off the gas uh, too often, and you can't do that in the playoffs because you got to – you gotta, you gotta step on people's throats. You gotta, you gotta keep them down. Um, and you want right. to see killer instinct here. They start messing around. They let the Hawks win one, two games. I, I, I'm then I become a lot less bullish about their overall playoff chances because that means to me that they're still not a serious bunch. So it's important that they drop the hammer uh, against the Hawks here. Right. So I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt in round one and say four. Yeah, yeah, same. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt because of that. You know, I think they're they're ready. They're the, the mental toughness. I think that's what's that's what's key here. I mean, if you if you give the Hawks a game or two, I just it's just for this team, it just says that they're gonna be in and out of that zone yeah. that we've seen them in. And you can say that's where they were the, to end the yeah. season. I mean, maybe it's not ideal where Rob is in his role, but there's a role there. You know, guys know where they're supposed to be at, whether it's Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White. I mean, everyone they're they're showing the signs of a championship team, but that's one of those signs that I feel like with this team, maybe other teams in the past, that's not the case, but with this team in particular, that if they show signs, if they start struggling in the first round, you're wondering, you're wondering which hurdles are going to pop up again yeah, later. It's a bad habit. That's going to really affect this team and, and get them and, into a situation where they're, they're up against it. You know, facing you're suppo- exactly just what you're supposed to be. After reaching the finals last year, having it right there, having a lead in game four with a chance to go up 3-1, that should haunt your dreams. Being back in the playoffs, you shouldn't take one second off. Like, that, you got to be focused. Anything short of that is going to be massively disappointing. Do you think that could happen, John? I do. That's the thing. But like I said, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt until they show us otherwise. But they start to mess around in this series. And this is a team that can hurt you if they they have talent. It's a talented team. If they go up 3 0, going to game four, you know, like one of those situations, and you just, you, 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 you. Miss two opportunities to close it out, like that's what well, yeah. you're like. Oh, here we Why go. Why should you, you can win imagine this series too. easily? Because your defense should make Atlanta has a pretty good offense, but your defense should be able to fluster them enough. That's and, another great and, one. And, and, and but if you don't start playing defense, they're going to score points on you, and that's going to get bad. And then offensively, they can't score at all. But you get lazy, you don't attack, you don't keep the pressure on, you just try to turn it into like, oh, let's make a bunch of threes sort of game, and and you're not they're not falling you're gonna fall into those traps um so you are the number four in offense under snyder yeah they're a good offensive team so you have to go out and be serious and play mm-hmm. real defense uh against them so 
Um, something, something just about every, you know everyone in the world saying sweep, 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 sweep. That worries me a little bit. I know I'm always worried, but something about that But, like, that this worries me. I said it earlier. Like, the Tatum 7 for 25 and then, like, looking for calls and not getting back on D. You start to see that. I'm going to get really worried about the rest of their uh, Right. They might get past the Hawks, but it's just the rest of the – if that's a habit they get in early on. Exactly. That's my fear. So. And they have really good play. Capella. Collins is good. Okongwu I love. Uh, Jalen Johnson's hitting his stride. They got wings. They got guards. They have talent. This isn't – I don't know the Pacers or the Magic or a team like that. It, this is this is a real team. Um, now again, if the Celtics play their game, they're so much better that they'll blow by them. But they do have to show up here. So right. anyway, that's where we're at. We got it. We got it. Saturday, three thirty. Uh, the gang will be here. A bunch of those guys down at the Garden. So we'll have. I you love fully the early covered. start. The city is ready. The city is Let's ready. Go. Jimmy Toscano is just going to be walking around with a red They're closing uh, with Canal a, yeah. Street or whatever, right? Toscano's hey. walking around the city for two straight days with a red keg cup. I'm going to have my yeah. hard hat on starting Saturday morning, all day walking around the city. You off just, on Monday, Jimmy? Just going to get coffee, nothing crazy. You know, just walking around. Oh, this thing? Oh, yeah, this is my hard hat. I'm coming to work today. Everyone's off on Monday. Like This, this is great. Yeah, I'm off on Monday, Bobby. Not only am I off on Monday, I'll be at Marathon Monday and... There's a rumor that Bruins game one is Monday night. I will hopefully be at that game. I will be there too, Jimmy. Uh, really? Yeah, I'll be at the game. Um, oh, wow. A little garden report from the from little 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 Bruins garden report. Why not? And I'll be watching the marathon. I live right on – I live basically on mile 16, so it's right down, I'm right going down, down the street. I'm, yeah. Jeez. I'm going down to like awesome. near the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Steve Hewitt of the Boston Herald, who's running it this year. Good luck to him. And to anyone who's, uh, yeah, good luck to all of you guys running. Bobby, you ran, right? Yeah, 2018. The thought's been creeping around the back of my head. Maybe next year. Trust me. Kind of getting the itch again, but we'll see. It get it gets harder. I don't (laughs) think I have. Get him in now. I don't really have any urge to run it. Yeah. I'm getting the itch again, which I didn't think I would. But I, I have it. it. I'm just never going to do it again. You have lotion for that, Bobby. To get some. <laughs> that itch. Mm-mm. I, I, I can't re- believe how far removed I am from it because it doesn't feel that long. But what year did you run? Uh, 08 and 09. 1920. There were only what, 17 what, runners. What year did Johnny Kelly last win? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you didn't if 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 you didn't um, finish the race, you just died on the race. Um, they didn't have like, <laughs> no they didn't have, like anything like. Oh, that. by the way, um, tomorrow morning I think nine thirty. We're going early, but you can always watch the replay later in the day. We're having um, Lauren Williams on, who was also on A List podcast for Sherrod. I saw um, previewing Celtics and Hawks here on our daily Garden reports that we're doing now. In go, the go get some. We'll 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 have more of that. Thank you guys for supporting nice. us. Thank you for uh, for uh, taking it easy on us. Uh, you know, with some of our takes. Uh, and let's uh, let's let's get let's get yeah. serious. Playoff time. We'll see you guys uh, Saturday. Women squares. squares. Women squares. I'll be guys. here. I might have a couple beers in me. Sure. <laughs> oh boy. Playoff beers. Oh, oh John. He's gonna Saturday. be trying to. What was he trying to do? High five you after game seven or something? Cheers. Cheers. Trying cheers you. Yeah. He's trying to toast. Oh, right? if, it's a, if it's just a blowout win, too, Jimmy's going to be back in rare form. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Cool. That no, was great. Be fun. Thanks, all.